This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, Heartbreakers. Welcome back to another Breakdown Bonus episode where, once again, Lexi has bailed on us. <laughs> Poor Lexi. Poor Lexi. She's going through it. We love mm-hmm. her. Send her a DM if you think about her. Her dog's blind. She's having a tough time. She's having a tough it. time. That's why we're going to get really tipsy-wipsy in Disney next week. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm here with coworker Justin. Yep, I'm, be- I'm here. <laughs> like always. Like always. So we're going to be reacting to this week's main episode, which was quite the trip. Mm-hmm. And also, I think on Tuesday, this is me. Don't, I don't know if you can hear it. Roll. I think I'm releasing merch on Tuesday. Oh. You can all finally get your coworker Justin crop hoodie. Crop, crop hoodie. Crop hoodie. Crop and it's Justin. just in time. It got cooler. Like it's a little colder I know. Just now. as the weather is getting cold. Finally. It is like a game of telephone trying to get like these designs tweaked. And I was finally oh. like, okay, I'm done. I'm just putting them out. Just put it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm real pumped about that. So get excited. Tuesday. Yeah. If they don't come out on Tuesday, I never said this. <laughs> Deleting the episode. Pretend it didn't happen. But anyway, so let's chit chat about this episode because when I got the submission I was like there is no way I was like someone must have misconstrued something there's no way step siblings dated and then lo and behold they did they did after hearing it I can empathize with her because like if you see someone you think is stupid hot but their parents just happen to also date your parents their parent happens to date your parent yeah not a swinger situation it might be a swinger is that really a valid reason to not date them I get it but still in my mind it's a valid reason and I would I would steer clear of that because you have situations like what literally happened where people are viewing this on social media or from an outside perspective and be like, aren't they related? <laughs> and that's the part you want to but avoid. But by marriage, they were adults. Somebody commented today and actually put it in a really interesting perspective. Someone said, this is like Serena and Dan from Gossip Girl. Mm. Although I can't remember. I think their parents did get married and then Serena and Dan stops. No, they, I think they still <laughs> oh, they up. stayed. And I was like, I kind of rooted for I think Serena and Dan ended up together. Nicole would be so disappointed. We watched Gossip Girl together. Like that was one of the shows she made me watch. Yeah. Like, I literally seen every episode, but I actually don't know. Like, I kind of know who you're talking about right now, but I'm having trouble, like, remembering their relationship. Justin, you need to educate yourself <laughs> on the incestual <laughs> relationship that was Serena and Dan. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to live, and we're, now we're on Desperate Housewives. That is, uh... Oh, that's another good oh one. Oh, my God. It's so much drama. Let me know when you get to the step-sibling storyline, if there is one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wonder. I don't know. We're There's a lot going on right now, so... After hearing it, I definitely have empathy in the sense that, like, like, I don't know, like you, this hot man's living in your house. Like, yeah, if you're attracted to somebody, I don't know. It's like, I think it's one of those things where it's like depending on the circumstance. Mm-hmm. Like if you met this person because your parents were already starting to talk to each other, that's when like yeah. it should not have happened. But I think if it had started at an earlier age, like if they met when they were like 12 and they grew up together, it'd be weirder. Right. Like even to me, like even a situation like, I, I don't know, I'm just trying to like picture, say you grew up next to the neighbor girl or guy and you grew up together but there was never like feelings but then Mm -hmm. like once you get older maybe there are feelings and you start like hooking up and then you find out down the line like you know in this situation both are single families neighbors were were, parents were hooking up it's like that then okay like I don't know maybe you guys were all just doing the same thing like it just makes sense and I guess kind of fits then. So towards the end of the episode I thought this was really interesting to kind of dive into she was like we were together for seven years and by the end of the seven years I just wanted him to say that I was his and he was mine Forever, forever I wanted some kind of commitment. I thought it was very interesting because I think for me, when I was listening to it, I was like, this is a difference in values. I see marriage.
marriage is something that I really want. Mm-hmm. I, I value the marriage. marriage. <clears throat> sure. And I want a man to spend 10K on me and <laughs> get down on one knee, baby. And, yeah. pr- and to me, like the actual forever commitment is important. I don't know, like coming from a guy's perspective, was marriage something you always wanted? Or did you feel like Nicole wanted marriage? She just went on with it. Like growing up, I never was like, I'm going to get married. You know, like I'm going to have this wedding. It's going to be awesome. Like I never thought of it that way. I always knew I would get married. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, eventually I'll find somebody and, and we'll settle down. And that's what happened. I think Nicole and I, no one, we never really pressured each other to to either get married or not. Now her grandparents always jokingly did. That's just how it goes. It's interesting that she said like, I wanted him to make that commitment that be forever. Because I think for Nicole and I, we had dated for five years before we got engaged. Probably by like year three is probably when like mentally both of us were just like, we're locked in. Like this is forever. We never said it to each other, obviously until the proposal, but like I already knew. I don't know, in past relationships, you're always like, I don't know, there's always that moment where like you feel like person pulling away or something. You're like, that. I'm like, oh my God, are they going to break up with me? After year like three with Nicole, whenever she would like pull away because she just needed like space or something like that, I didn't get that like in my head. Oh my God, is she going to break up with me? It's just like, no, nah, she'll be fine. I'll let her go through whatever she's going through. She'll hit me up when she's she's good again. You she'll know? Me, she'll shoot me a text. Yeah. Hey, you can come in the room now. Yeah. Hey, I'm good now. We're good. So I don't know. Like for us, marriage was like more of a means to like make it permanent. But like we were trying to buy a house. If everything had worked out correctly in the timeline of what we were trying to do, we were going to get a house before we got married. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work out that way. And that's when the parents were like, oh, so you guys are going to get married. And I'm like, well, I mean, we're going to get a house first. But yeah, it was more like we already knew it was unspoken, but like it just something clicks and it's just like, yep, we're forever. That's something me and my mom have been talking about a lot is a lot of her friends' daughters are buying houses and not Mm -hmm. really planning on getting married to the people that they're buying houses with. She's like, yeah, that's like kind of stressful. Like you're making a financial commitment to someone, but not necessarily like you should. Marriage is kind of a protection. I don't know if I'm like, I don't know if I'm really allowed to put his stuff out here like that, but we have a coworker who has a horror story of owning a house with somebody he was married to, but they obviously weren't aren't together anymore or weren't in that situation. He told me that story like right after I bought a house. They were married, but they ended up getting a divorce. And so uh, it, 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 but then just because you got the divorce doesn't mean you're both not on that mm-hmm. house. No, I don't really plan on getting a divorce. Yeah. I got, divorce isn't something <clears throat> I'm planning for, but I'm a huge proponent of prenups. Get a prenup, girlfriend. Well, yeah. And I think a big part of that too is like just being realistic. Statistically, how many, bra- how many divorces happen? It's like, I think it's like, what, like 50%? Don't yeah. quote me on that. I could be wrong, but I feel like it's pretty high. So no, like, yeah. So when you do combine finances and all that important, crazy stuff, like you have something to kind of like right to, to make sure you're you. good or or make sure you're getting something on the other side. Mm-hmm, you know, that's like what I'm yeah. Saying. When I marry my rich <laughs> oil rig <rate laughs> husband, I'm like Texas. screw the prenup. Yeah, no, we don't need one. We're fine. <laughs> that's something I, I I thought was really interesting. And like as somebody who wants a monogamous relationship, momentum is important. I think marriage is sort of a part of that momentum, whether it's you know 15 years from now or not. And it's I think it's totally changed like in the past 10 years like how it's viewed and and all that stuff and I know like I think social media might be a big part of it I know I feel like we blame social media for everything but like I really do feel like social media is taking a big part of it where like you know we have friends that just got engaged and it was more of like a photo op Mm -hmm. social media opportunity because like they had already booked the wedding they weren't engaged yet but they already booked the wedding venue the day all of it from an outside perspective it looked like she wanted to make sure the photos she was all dolled up Mm -hmm. dressed it was on a boat there was a sunset you know 
got on one knee. It's like, you probably helped him pick out that ring. You know, like, you know, so I think that's a big part of it, too, where it's not like a surprise thing anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's more like planned. Like, we got to make sure our social media looks good with this engagement announcement, you know? Yeah, I saw a TikTok about that. She was like, in my mind, a proposal is when a man decides he wants to spend the rest of his life with someone and he pops on one knee. And I think that's like a great idea. But I think (laughs) the marriage should not be a surprise, but maybe the proposal should be. Yeah. And I think, you know, nowadays, I I don't know, like that seems so like, yes, the word is like old school. Like man decides he wants woman for the rest of his life. You know, like. It's very patriarchal. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like Nicole and I are equals when. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. When it was decided is like we decided together. Now, did Nicole know I bought the ring and was the proposal a surprise? Yes. But if you had asked her, are you surprised you guys got married or were getting married? She probably would have said no. Maybe it happened at a different time than she thought. But, you know, it's it's not like, I don't know. That's how I think it should be. Like the marriage is not a shock, but the proposal is. Yeah. Like Nicole probably knew the marriage was coming down the line at some point. Mm -hmm. And just maybe I caught her off guard because we literally were going into COVID lockdown. And I was like, hey, if I'm going to be stuck in a house with you, here's a ring. (laughs) Yeah. This did not end in marriage. (laughs) Surprise. 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 And what I, this girl like is on a mission to heal this heartbreak. She got a spiritual healer. She got a business consultant. I think as we speak, she is at a business meeting to get a business off the ground, I guess. So good for her. But the most I've ever done to heal after a breakup is cry to some Taylor Swift songs. So like like (laughs) eat eat some ice cream and get over it. I don't know. I feel like guys like to pretend they don't do anything. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she didn't mean anything to me. (laughs) Now, I know numerous times that myself or my my roommate, you know, back in college, he had a pretty bad breakup. And what we did is he, you know, he was super depressed, like skipped like two or three days of classes. I could see it just wasn't. He was messed up. And so I literally went to the liquor store. I bought a handle of Kraken. I came home and I slammed on the table and said, we're going to finish this and then you're going to be good, right? And we did and he was fine. Yeah, you know? I've, I've heard alcoholism is a great cure for And well, you know, it. Um, that night was a really fun night for us. But yeah, I can't drink Kraken anymore because of that. So like, like guys like to pretend they don't do that stuff, but they yeah. do. It, it's not put on Taylor Swift, cry and eat ice cream. It's like- Play go, with crystals. Uh, yeah, it's like go to the gym and punch things or go play basketball for a few hours, which is what I usually do when I'm having a bad time. And then like for my buddy, it was like, let's just have a really good night and take your mind off everything. I've heard that men tend to fall in the trap. The first three months, they're not really processing their emotions. So then it hits them later. Was that true for you? Oh yeah. Like I I remember numerous times when when the girl I had been dating before I met Nicole, when we broke up, you know, it's like Wednesday and I'm like, Hey, like we're going out partying a whiskey Wednesday. Let's go. And all my, my roommate who was in a a relationship at the time was like, bro, it's a Wednesday. Like, what are we doing? And I'm like, fine, I'll go without, you know, meet up with people. And it's like, looking back, it was like, I was trying to not let life slow down so that you realize what you were feeling at that point. You're trying to busy yourself out of the heartbreak. Exactly. Which to the person we I interviewed in this episode, to her credit, like she kind of said the same thing about the guy that she was dating that she's not dating anymore because he jumped into a new relationship right after. I think that brings up a lot of emotions. Yeah, because like, she's like, well, he's moved on and like, has he healed? Like, am I the only one that was hurt by this relationship? And again, that goes back to social media. If you don't have them on social media and they start dating somebody and they're posting about it, but you don't follow them. You don't well, know that stuff. She could have seen him at Thanksgiving with this girl. Oh, so that's thank true, God actually. for Instagram. <laughs> that's actually fair. You don't want to be cut <laughs> off guard with that. With Shut that. Up. Hey, bro. Oh. How do you imagine? So, so imagine that. You start dating a guy and you're going to their house to meet their family for the first time for Thanksgiving. And he's like, hey, so by the way, my stepsister, we dated a little bit. So she <laughs> might be a little like apprehensive to you. What the hell do you think in that moment? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that would be a great, not romantic comedy, but like a, a hysterical Christmas comedy. Like a Hallmark movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like the ex-girlfriend from hell. 
yeah. Oh. And then it ends with her going to the spiritual healer and they all live happily ever after. Yeah. And then everybody's good. <laughs> so predictions. Do you think they'll get back together? No. <laughs> Especially not. No. But now every family meeting is going to be kind of weird. Yeah. Well, I think the benefit, it sounds like our interviewee is really working on herself. And I think when you fall oh. in love with yourself, like mm-hmm. you realize you have more agency over your life than you thought. Because I yeah. think sometimes when we find someone that we're really into, we're like, this is like the one person for us. And I think in some cases that's like really beautiful, right? But when it doesn't end well and we have more agency over life and we find there's like a lot of amazing people out there, there's so much freedom in knowing that you can have another good relationship. I don't know if it's just because the way I view it or something like that, but when somebody is like head over heels for somebody, in my opinion, that's not going to work out. You're too into that person, if that makes sense. Whoa. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I don't know how I feel about this coworker, Justin. Yeah, like if you're if you're too into that person, it's the, you know, the, the flame that burns the brightest is going to burn out the quickest. Mm. It's like Nicole and I were into each other, but we also like she moved away. We were good and we talked and we would hang out. But like there wasn't that like, oh, my God, I need to do this or we need to be together. Like all this stuff where it's like it's just like we liked being together. We liked hanging out, you know, had feelings for each other. But it wasn't like head over heels where I feel like if you're head over heels over somebody, you can start feeling like the other person doesn't feel that way if it's so like 100 percent. And then that can start causing some rifts in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it would. Like you put them on a pedestal and they eventually. Yeah. And then it's like they can do no wrong. And then maybe when they do that first wrong, because it always happens, mm-hmm. it either burns out the flame completely or taints it so much where you can't get back to that that spot. Whereas if you just view them as somebody, you, you know, your forever person, they're always with you. Then it's like, you know, this person, yeah, they're, well, they're human, of course. Or as Nicole would say, yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck in the middle because I've never like really been in love with anyone before. Like I'm stuck in the middle of like being a hello realist mm-hmm. and just wanting to like marry for money. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then also wanting like, I've seen a lot of photos of like Taylor Swift and Joel walking around and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're soulmates. And like mm-hmm. I hear the song she writes about him and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm in between that. I think a big part of that, like if you find somebody, that person has to fully understand you and the way you want things done in, in so many different ways. But like, you know, like Nicole is not the kind of person that like, I wrote a jar of things I love you. Like if I gave that to her, she'd be like, what is wrong with you? How <laughs> drunk are you right now? You know what I mean? Like she's not. She she's, finished the crack and handle. Right. She's more like acts of kindness, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, clean the house, do something for me, bring home Chipotle. Like that's what she likes. And that's like the way that I can remind her like, hey, I was thinking about you. I care about you. Stuff like that. Where I'm more like I'm physical touch. Like just let's just sit on the couch and lay here. And a lot of times she's like, do not come near me. And I'm like, why? Like, you know, so like I get it. Like so like for like Taylor Swift, it, it seems almost like in they're more like the actual romantic. Mm-hmm. Do something extravagant to show 
told me, like, come home with, like, 500 roses and stuff like that, which to me and Nicole, like, myself personally, I'd be like, why did you waste that much money yeah, yeah. on roses? What are we going to do with all these flowers? <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. So, like, I don't know. It's, a, it's just finding the person that has that vibe or understanding the way that they like to have things mm-hmm. presented to them. Well, speaking of Taylor Swift, if you're listening to this on Thursday or maybe Friday, if you're a couple hours late, but Taylor Swift is releasing a brand new album at midnight for midnights, and I'm just so freaking excited, and I have asked you, the listeners, to submit your stories of some of the songs that you relate to from your own breakups, but Justin, we were chatting earlier in the break room. We were stuffing our face with bagels, yeah, and I was like, Justin, you want to come on the Taylor Swift episode and tell me what song you relate to from Taylor Swift? I only know, like, the radio Taylor Swift songs, you know what I mean? Like, the ones that we play, like, what, Blank Space, and I knew you were You had a good answer. I liked what you said. You said... I said 22, because that's when I when we broke up was when I was 22. It's funny because that's like a happy song. I know. Well, it's just, you know, it's very basic. Literally, like, the song is called 22. I was 22. It fit. That's very male of you. That's like, what I figured, like too. She has a song called 22, so that is the song <laughs> yeah. that... Whereas girls were like, I have, like, literal dissertations in my DMs right now. It's like, it was a sunny day on a Tuesday, and there's a song where it says, on a Tuesday, we fell in love. <laughs> we, had a, we had a co-worker here, and this was, like, one of those times I was like, dang, the female brain just works so much different than the male <laughs> brain. I don't know which one it was, but it came out and she wrote this entire blog for WAPE that was the Taylor Swift song and what Zodiac sign it related to. Oh, and yeah. like why? Like it was so, it was like a full on 15 page essay and I was just like, why? <laughs> and, she, and it was like one of our most engaged with things at the time. Good, and I, I'd hope so. It sounds like a lot of effort. I was just like, <laughs> she's like, I was up thinking about it anyway, so I figured I'd just put it down on paper. I was like, okay. That is a beautiful act of expression. It was apparently really well received. Well, now I want to read it. I'll have to find it on all Google. the time. Yeah. So for me, there's a song called Right Where You Left Me that I'm obsessed with. Okay. And here's what's crazy. And I know I'm not the only Taylor Swift fan that feels this way, but sometimes her songs just feel so oddly specific that I'm like, is she tracking my activity? <laughs> she's like following is you. she following yeah. me? She's generically specific. No, it's not even generically specific. The bridge in Right Where You Left Me. Did you ever hear about the girl who got frozen? And the line that gets me says she's still 23 inside her fantasy. Oh. And it came out when I was 23. Oh. As I was going through an experience where I was really ruminating on like what could have been in a relationship. Sure. Yeah. That I felt like I got cheated out of an experience sure. because of the pandemic and a variety of other things. Yeah. Something that's also crazy is Taylor on Spotify last night said Midnight's is about thinking about what could have been and like what ifs and stuff. So I can't wait for the album now. Oh boy. For me, it was so oddly specific because it came out when I was 23 and I was going through it and I was like Taylor I'm, I am she still knows at, me. I am still at the restaurant because it all <laughs> happened at a restaurant so that for me is um, my oddly specific Taylor Swift experience that's good and I also asked the heartbreakers to submit their own and I actually got a voice memo from somebody Dominique L hello thank you for submitting your voice memo what I've loved about doing this is I love all of Taylor's songs like I think she's a great songwriter I can appreciate it for the art that it is mm-hmm. but I don't relate to all of them it's interesting to hear how people relate to certain songs because when I listen to it, I feel like I can experience it vicariously through people like Dominique. Yeah. So here she is talking about her breakup experience. I broke up my four-year relationship because of the song Tolerated by Taylor Swift. When I heard the lyrics, now I'm begging for footnotes in the story of your life. 
it hit me like a ton of bricks. I loved this man. We lived together for three years. He just had no capacity for me. He had so much going on with family and stress. And all I needed was just like a little morsel of his life and to be taken into consideration. He just wasn't able to do that. While he's a wonderful human being, he only ever tolerated me. In the end, I took this dagger that was in me. I removed it and I'm very happy to report I've never been happier and I really, truly wish him all the best. Yeah, take that dagger out, Dominique. Yeah. Get it out. Yeah, so Tolerate It is this really beautiful, like heart-wrenching song. It has so many incredible one-liners in it, like the one that Dominique just said, like, I'm begging for footnotes in the story of your life. What a beautiful way to say <laughs> that I just want to be a part of your life, like no matter how small it is. I wish at times, in general, I know Taylor Swift's really good at this, but I mean like any artist, like sometimes you hear things vocalized mm -hmm. where you're like, you know, I've been thinking that I just didn't know how to put words to it. Mm -hmm. And that's always like, I always appreciate that about music in general. Um, but obviously in this scenario, it really obviously helps somebody out. A beautiful talent that I wish I had. Okay. And here's another audio submission from Instagram. My Taylor Swift song that makes me think about my ex is I Bet You Think About Me from the Red re-release featuring Chris Stapleton. And that's because the last guy I dated before my husband was a cadet at the Citadel, which is a military college here in South Carolina. And he always thought that he was better than me and smarter than me. His friends didn't like me. It was like a whole thing. Well, we dated over the summer and then come fall, he went back to school and then this, then just ghosted me, like never spoke to me again, which is totally fine. Cause like two months later, I met the guy who's now my husband and obviously we've been together. It's great, love him. Then, so it ended up being for the best, but I, every time I hear that song, I'm like, I wonder if that guy ever regrets. Cause we had been like best friends before we dated. And I wonder if he ever regrets like you know, just randomly ghosting me. Oh, I guarantee you, he absolutely regrets it. I think a lot of the reasons people go MIA after a breakup, whether it's a romantic breakup or a friendship breakup, is that they're not ready to face the conflict. They know that they've screwed up. They know if they talk to you, they're gonna have to hear about it. And some people aren't ready to face that. I'm so glad that you brought up this song because it is one of my favorite breakup songs from Taylor too. It's such a simple concept. Like, I bet you think about me. Like we've all thought that about an ex if we've scrolled up on our Instagram story or our Snapchat story and maybe they ignored us for three months and there they are because we posted a selfie and yeah, I bet you are thinking about me as you should. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I have some from the DMs that I'm going to read. Oh boy. Get ready. So this one's a really interesting submission. I got a DM from someone called Dune who said in high school, I dated this really bad guy, drug dealer, serial cheater, nice. the works of a bad boyfriend story. <laughs> Ooh, we you know how we love those. Yeah. One night we were out and he was with Stacy and he was acting really weird because he didn't want to hang out with me alone while she was there and we drove to a party, but he didn't let me drive with him and Stacy. So I had to drive alone in my car behind him. I knew something was going on, but I didn't oh, have yeah. any proof. But I drove to the party behind him, blasting Taylor Swift's Haunted and getting riled up. I found out soon after that, not only was he cheating on me with Stacy, surprise, he had been dating both of us for months and was telling her that we would be breaking up soon so they could be together. Wow. In the end, we both found out and broke up with him. And after I posted on my Facebook, back when that was the thing to do, and shared Haunted on my feed, basically as my way of telling everyone 
everyone that we broke up. He even had the audacity to comment on it. Oh my gosh, wait, I need to I need to DM her and be like, what did he comment? <laughs> what did he say? I'll be getting back to everybody the on that. The thumbs up emoji. The thumbs up like. <laughs> Somebody else, Tiffany said that the one from Folklore was the one that she played on repeat because she truly thought that he was the one for her. Plus there's really no closure from the breakup so she deeply relates to the lyrics. Mm. That's another song that really is a gut punch because I feel like everybody has that person that they thought was going to be the one. Nicole is your one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, no, but, but you go through situations. Time, yeah, yeah I, I, I understand that. You date someone and you're like, you're like naming your kids and then all of a sudden you're a stranger to I them. was, I, I was a, a, quite literally going to change my careers for somebody, so. You were? Mm-hmm. Alyssa said, you're not sorry. We were together for two years but only wanted to date for the final four then asked to go back to just being best friends because he wasn't ready to date. I finally sent him away and said to not come back till he got his shit together. <laughs> it took him six months to write me a letter saying he got better but saw I was dating someone else so he didn't know if he had a shot with me anymore. Then I found out later that he spent that whole time hooking up with different people. They weren't sorry. <laughs> no. Hooking up with other people. So we got a submission from a new listener, Kaylee, who found us on TikTok. She said, so my song is This Is Me Trying. I'm an overachiever. I've always done anything and everything from pageants to soccer, but I take pride in my grades and dance and I never had to try being good at them. I just was. And as a kid, I was always the best and that gave me a lot of attention and people being jealous of me. So she says she was doing all this and it was easy for two years, but she said she was a sophomore in high school at the age of 13. I guess she skipped two grades and the lyric, I've been having a hard time adjusting, really hits home. Also at this time, she was starting to get to know a guy named Cameron and he went to the same school as her and really liked her and they got really close. But as things went on, she was not happy with dance and her grades, but it was just really hard to balance and she was flunking everything. She thought it was just a phase. Try not to be hard on herself because, you know, at least she had this great boyfriend, Cameron. But then soon Cameron started to hide things from her. She said there was this girl that she's calling Hannah that was new and interesting and wasn't an overachiever like her. She said he was really fascinated by her and she could really just feel him slowly slipping away. So she let him go. And she said another lyric that really hits home for her is it was hard to be anywhere because all she wanted was him. But I love the way she ended it. She said, you know, instead of crying or breaking down, I worked harder and got better, even though it's still not the same. She also says she loves the lyric. I was so ahead of the curve. The curve became a sphere and that she's doing her best. This is her trying. Well, and I would say too, like the whole getting upset and reaction to work harder mm-hmm. is sometimes a bad thing, but also can be taken as a good thing. Like it's better than a lot of other things you could be doing. So like working harder is just going to get you further in life, whether it's a career or something. And then said person that is the person that's supposed to be around mm-hmm. will show up. Cameron never deserved you, Kaylee. Screw Cam. Screw Cam. <laughs> Amber Rose said that she really relates to come back, be here because long story short, her first boyfriend ever chose to move back to his hometown instead of staying with her where they lived. So her dumbass, her words, not mine, drove him three hours to a train station and literally helped and watched him leave from a train platform. Just like in the song, she talks about the plane taking him away. She played the song on repeat the entire ride home and every time she hears it, she tears up a little bit because he didn't choose her. That's interesting because Nicole and I had a, a situation like that where she moved home. Like we we weren't dating, but we started talking and it was getting not serious, but it was getting to a point where it could be serious. Mm-hmm. But it was too early to be like, hey, don't move home. So literally like I hung out with her the night before and she moved back to her hometown for a few years where we were long distance relationships. From the other side of that, and it can work out sometimes. It's not the most fun, but... If you choose each other. Yes. Which I think that's beautiful. You and Nicole chose each other despite the distance. A love story for the ages. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. It was pretty frustrating. We also got a submission from one of our listeners, Jamie. She said champagne problems because he was a mess after I broke up with him, but now he's engaged with a kid. Oh, nice. <laughs> good, good, for, good for him. Yeah. We're very happy for him. Mm. We have a submission from Audrey who says, I forgot that you existed. He was 
was a major part in my life. And the main reason I started going to therapy. Yeehaw, love that for you. And now I don't even think about him. Kara says champagne problems because they dated for two years. And the more he talked about proposing and getting married, the more I realized I didn't want to get proposed to and married by him. Mm. Catherine says, dear John and 15. Catherine dated someone on and off from 15 to 20. And he was 17 when they started dating. So a little bit of of an age Mm. gap relationship. I'm so glad everybody was able to get some help from therapist, Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. Mm -hmm. And hopefully the songs that we hear at midnight tonight both break us and heal us. Well, thank you, coworker (laughs) Justin, for coming on and talking Taylor Swift with me, our new resident Swifty. Yep, me and Taylor, we're dogs. (laughs) 